Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 181 of the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Uh, I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, as always, and today, as we usually do, we're taking a break on Monday from the Come Follow Me materials, just so we get a bit of variety and uh, a bit of um, broadening of our studies. Uh, we've done a number of things in the past uh, number of months uh, on these Mondays. We've looked at uh, various different gospel topics. We've looked at uh, different events going on in church news. And we've also looked at general conference talks. And I thought, uh, well, in terms of general conference talks, we have looked at the um, Restoration Proclamation. And we, we took a few sessions to go through that. And there's some really interesting things that uh, I thought of and, uh, and I was given some insights on as we were studying that together. So if you uh, are interested, you can go back to uh, a number of different episodes uh, if you're interested in looking at uh, what we said about the Restoration Proclamation. They were episodes 104, 111 and 118 of this uh, series. So uh, feel free to go back and have a look at those. Uh, we also looked at the um, the talk by Sister Jean B. Bingham uh, recently uh, about the women's role in the work of salvation, including with the priesthood. That wasn't last week, that was uh, two weeks ago. Uh, and so if you're interested in having a listen to that, that was episode 167. Uh, today, uh, in episode 181, I thought it'd be good to have a look at the comments made by Bishop Gerald Corsay uh, from the recent General Conference. If you remember, uh, he spoke about um, the Book of Mormon and how it's a living witness of the living Christ. And I'm going to share a few parts with it with you, of it with you and some thoughts that I had around this. But this is um, really this one really stood out to me as um, important because um, it wasn't in um, before this that the new church uh, symbol was revealed. This talk was given in the Saturday afternoon session, and the new church symbol with the uh, the Christus statue being part of the church logo um, is it was revealed in the Saturday evening session. Uh, but I thought it was interesting that he decided to speak on this and he spoke um, about the Christus statue in this way and how the Book of Mormon um, points us to Christ uh, as a like a run up to the, to this announcement of the change in the church's symbol. Uh, he said, quote, on a sunny spring day in 2017, the open house for the Paris France temple was well underway when one of the tour guides was approached by a man with a sorrowful expression on his face. He said he lived next to the temple and admitted he had been an active opponent of its construction. He related that one day, as he was gazing out of his apartment window, he watched a large crane lower a statue of Jesus from the heavens and softly place it on the temple grounds. The man declared that this experience completely changed his feelings toward our church. He realised we were followers of Jesus Christ and begged our forgiveness for the previous harm he might have caused. Close quote. We know this uh, statue was the Christus. Uh, and it is in the Paris Temple um, you know, grounds, as well as other uh, church properties, such as uh, Temple Square in Salt Lake. There's also one in the London visit Temple Visitors Centre, and there are many more around the globe, I'm, I'm sure. Um, but this is, you know, it's a symbol, it's a statue that strikes a lot of memories and feelings of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um Elder Cor uh, sorry, Bishop Corsay um, said, quote, Perhaps one reason we, we as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints love this statue is that it reminds us of the description of the given in the Book of Mormon of the Saviour's appearance on the American continent, close quote. And when you look at that picture, if you remember that picture um, of, of Jesus Christ visiting the Americas, 
and you see him stood there in the midst of the Nephites, you see him there with his hands outstretched as he is in the Christus statue. Um, and then Bishop Corsay went on to explain how the central message of the Book of Mormon is to restore, restore knowledge of the role of Jesus Christ in the salvation and exaltation of mankind. Um, what I loved about this talk, and one of the reasons why it stood out to me so much, is that it outlined really clear truths that we have gained from the Book of Mormon, from you know being able to have this additional witness of Jesus Christ, um, and that you know has led me to kind of consider just how much we now know because of the Savior, because of the Book of Mormon. If we didn't have the Book of Mormon, all these things that I'm about to list that Bishop Corsay listed, we would not have as clear and uh, intimate understanding of. Uh, and when you think about it like that, you know, it just reminds us why we should be so grateful for this record. Um, he said, quote, number one, the atonement of Jesus Christ is a free gift offered to all who have lived, who currently live and who will live on the earth. Close quote. Now, obviously, we know that the Saviour, you know, from the Bible teaches that he is there, that his, uh, you know, his suffering would be for all mankind. But we also understand from the Book of Mormon that all those who have lived, and it talked a lot about the people that lived before the Saviour, looking forward to his atonement uh, being a great blessing to them also, as well as those who currently live and those who would live after him. Uh, but of course, those who have lived also receive this blessing of the atonement um, through the work in the temple as well. Um, and so, you know, the Book of Mormon just really just reveals just the expanse of which the, the atonement has. The second thing he said was, quote, in addition to bearing the burden of our sins, the Christ took upon himself our sorrows, infirmities, sufferings and sicknesses and all the afflictions inherent in the mortal condition of man. There is no anguish, no pain or sadness that he did not suffer for us, close quote. Again, and I think Alma chapter seven, which we saw a few weeks ago, you know, really outlined this. The Saviour suffered not just our sins, although that was a very important part of what he had to do, but he experienced everything that we will ever experience as well, so that he will know how to support and strengthen and look after us. And that was a really important part of the atonement, which, again, we wouldn't really have without the Book of Mormon, an understanding of anyway. In number three, uh, the third one he said was, quote, the atoning sacrifice of the Saviour allows us to overcome the negative consequences of Adam's fall, including physical death. Because of Christ, all of God's children born on this earth, regardless of their righteousness, will experience the reuniting of their bodies and spirits through the power of the resurrection and return to him to be judged according to their works. Close quote. I think this is one of the most understated and most glorious principles we learn because we have the Book of Mormon. You know, we know from the Bible that Jesus was resurrected. We know from the Bible that those that, um, you know, accept Christ will receive salvation. But what we don't fully understand is that Christ in his infinite mercy and love has revealed and given more to us, to every person, no matter our works on this on this earth at this time. Every person, every person, every child of God born on this earth will be able to experience the resurrection. And that is just a wonderful blessing. You know, we will all be saved, every single one of us, no matter what we do, we are all saved because of our saviour. Is a beautiful thing, really. The fourth one says, quote, in contrast, receiving the full blessings of the Saviour's atonement is conditioned on our diligence in living the doctrine of Christ. In his dream, Lehi saw the straight and narrow path that leads to the tree of life. Its fruit, which represents the love of God, um, as expressed through the exquisite blessing of Christ's atonement, is most precious and most desirable and is the greatest of all the gifts of God. 
close quote. He goes on further to explain that to get it, we need to live the we need to receive ordinances, repent, have faith, and keep these covenants. Um, and so, you know, whilst the Book of Mormon does open our eyes to how vast and merciful and unconditional um, the atonement has, you know, these great blessings on mankind, there are some conditional blessings, which again is not made very clear in the Bible alone. Um, you know, I think that we just have to look at those that argue you know, about faith and works and just see just the confusion about the Saviour's atonement and the extent of the blessings received by it, just to understand why we need the Book of Mormon. Yes, there are great sal salvation blessings available to all, no matter what, but there are also blessings we can receive if we express and show our diligence in trying to be more like our Saviour so that we can become more like him eventually and receive those blessings of being like him. And the final one he shares uh, in his list in number five Quote, through his atonement, Jesus Christ not only washes away our sins, but he also provides enabling power through which his disciples may put off the natural man, progress line upon line and increase in holiness so that one day they might become perfect beings in the image of Christ, qualified to live again with God and inherit all the blessings of the kingdom of heaven. Close quote. And then he actually, he says something else afterwards, which I think is an, another one. He says, quote, another comforting truth contained in the Book of Mormon is that although infinite and universal in its reach, the Lord's Atonement is a remarkably personal and intimate gift suited to each of us individually. Just as Jesus invited each one of the Nephites, Nephite disciples to feel his wounds, he died for each one of us personally as if you or I were the only person on the earth, close quote. That is one of my favourite blessings of knowledge that the, um, the Book of Mormon brings to us, is that the Atonement is indeed infinite and eternal but it is also intimate and personal uh, and it really does just open your eyes to just how personal this blessing is that he knows you individually and has felt your individual pains and sorrows and sicknesses and and, uh, and sins uh, and he is able to help you so many things in there i do recommend you study the talk um again that's bishop gerald corsay in the saturday afternoon session of the april 2020 general conference really good talk thank you for listening today please uh, do follow the podcast you can subscribe review it that would really help share this out share it with one person that you think might be interested to learn more and and learn together in this community that we are gathering please do follow on the facebook group church of jesus christ study session with come follow me i'd love to hear your thoughts on what you've been studying on there and you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you are interested in joining in a future episode on via zoom thank you for listening and until we meet again